Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Uh, Hi, Kat. Hey, Tanya. How you doing? Fantastic. We, my friends, have been recording for a long time. (laughs) We've been talking our little whatever. We have been smart and we have been, well, Kat has been smart the whole time. I've been not because I maybe had a sketch moment in the last episode that Kat wants me to keep in, but I won't. Because I'm the editor and I have the power to cut it out. <laughs> and that's why she won't let me be the editor. Because <laughs> I'd be like, no, we're leaving that in. We are so leaving it in. <laughs> but we have been just talking and talking and talking. And we have decided a couple things. One is that good self-care keeps coming up. So we're pretty sure that we're going to be doing some things with the self-care topic coming up. Yeah. Whether it will involve hmm, an episode, maybe some products that Kat and I are going to sell, maybe a weekend where Kat and I are going to do a self-care, learn a lot, get some yoga and hang out weekend. Mm -hmm. And videotape all of that and do some lives and all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, yeah. And we can even do a retreat and let you guys come with us. But you have to tell us, I want to go. Sign me up. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Sign me up. So the last couple episodes, we were talking about thyroids at the throat. We were talking about lungs at the heart space. And now we're going to move into the topic of arthritis. Mm Mm-hmm. And even though Kat and I are young spring chickens. Mm -hmm. Or we're chickens anyway. (laughs) We're something. (laughs) We're springy. Whatever. (laughs) Each of us could probably say with maybe some surgical scarring, some body inflammation, a little bit of history of our age that there is some arthritis that hangs out in our body. Love it or don't. It's part of life. And so that's why it's an important thing for us to talk about. Do you know, I asked my husband why the base of my left thumb hurts. And you know, he's a bone guy. So he was massaging. He says it hurt here. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, it hurt here. I'm like, yo, no. And he goes, what about here? I said, yes. He goes, it's just arthritis. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) Don't say that word. awful. I know. But you know, arthritis is gonna, it doesn't necessarily affect everyone, but it affects a large part of the population. And stiff and achy joints can be a sign of the osteoarthritis, which is a chronic and progressive disease that will affect many of us. My grandmother had extreme arthritis. And you know, when you see people have their hands are really struggle with that. But you know, practicing yoga, doing a lot of some of our self-care stuff, you know, even giving yourself a hand massage, a foot massage, that can help you keep your joints more flexible and reduce your pain. Yeah, 100%. Some of the symptoms of, you know, typical arthritis is pain, whether it's localized or generalized. And you're kind of referring more to the generalized pain mm-hmm. of osteoarthritis. But even if we're just talking about arthritis, like in your hand, localized pain, uh, swelling. And usually if you have x-rays,
x-rays that are taken, they're going to see bone spurs. They're going to see redness, like literally externally, like an example would be some arthritis in the rotator cuff or arthritis in my knee after 82,000 surgeries, right? And usually you're going to feel it like while doing things. I give the example of maybe a person has no trouble with their shoulders until they go to lift their arms over their head. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, shooting pain or the same thing in hip. Like we all talk about, oh my gosh, my hips are tight or we feel what we would commonly call impingement in the hips. But sometimes when we go to rotate, we're like, oh, it's like crunch, 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 right? And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, there is probably something grinding in there in the form of arthritis or bone spurs. It's usually very common in finger joints, wrist joints, elbow joints, shoulder mm-hmm. joints, knee joints, hip joints, aka very heavily noticed in joints. Mm-hmm. And osteoarthritis causes a breakdown in that cartilage. And so that causes a lot of our pain. You know, the cartilage is a, you know, the cushioning material between the bones. And when it deteriorates, the bones rub together and that causes some of that pain you were just talking about. And it's this has been around forever. I mean, you can even find examples of arthritis in prehistoric skeletons. It's just something that's going to happen. It's, you know, just a, you know, use it or lose it. But a lot of people don't want to move if they hurt. But movement is critical to keeping your joints flexible and reducing the pain. So even if you're like, oh, heck no, I'm sitting my butt on the couch and not moving, that's the worst thing you can do. And it doesn't, it isn't just for old people. It is 100% a sign of overuse. You can have it with repetitive stress injuries from your job, your career. You can have it as calcifications post-op anytime you've had a surgery. It is very common in athletes. It is not just for old people. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, it can come and go. But to your point, activity is going to help with returning your range of motion. If you've lost range of motion, it's going to help return you to mobility if you have lost mobility. This is why we talk about it a lot in yoga, because a lot of what we do in yoga is non-stress. We're not using weight-bearing you know, devices to build strength instead we're using our body to build lubrication and increase mobility and flexibility and sort of just gently move those joints to bring synovial fluid back to the space, to bring healing mechanism back to the space, right? Mm -hmm. But gently, right? Gently. No impact. We're avoiding, you know, heavy use of external forces like weights or gym machines machines. We're using our own body as resistance, which is theoretically enough to help with, you know, releasing the stress, tension, ache, decreased mobility of arthritis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of the advice that your doctor will give you is going to help also in the treatment of your arthritis, whether it comes in the form of ice or heat. And there is definitely importance in using both depending on the time frame of your injury. So like we encourage people when they come into the hot room, if they are working through arthritic discomfort, the heat is going to help them find that movement and mobility, but then go home and ice afterwards 
to help keep the inflammation down. Like, right, there is importance to that gentle balance. So check with your physician as to what their recommendations are for heat and ice when Mm -hmm. it comes to treating your arthritic aches. Mm -hmm. As we walk down the path of thinking about yoga for arthritis, we have in this case, not so much postures specifically, but instead styles of yoga. So really super great would be yin, where we're working through deep stretching and we're working through deep fascia and breaking down scar tissue. Because anytime we're throwing scar tissue in the body, we're adding calcification, which is going to encourage the buildup of arthritis and bone spurs. The other is restorative, where we get the chance to take long stretches, deep relaxing stretches. And then on the flip, we talk about the other side of the coin, which is why it's really great to have those combo classes that we have, where you can also do, you know, an active flow where you're moving those joints and keeping that lubrication. So it's really like, I think you have like a yin yasa class. It's really great where you can be doing that active movement, really moving that synovial fluid around in the joints, and then get to find that peace and calm in the yin postures towards the end, right? Mm -hmm. The other is in general movement where you are maybe building up some cardio, talking movement and cardio classes, and we bring pranayama into the mix. We're working on that oxygen exchange. And anytime we're working on that oxygen exchange, we're helping the lubrication of joints. We're helping the freedom of that, those physical ailments. Yin, restorative, in combination with either active yoga or cardio, whether you do a double, one's active, one's yin, or you come to a combination class, any way that you can get sort of the both ends of the spectrum. And remember, as far as what poses should you avoid if you have arthritis, the general rule, rule for arthritis patients is the same rule that we have for everyone. If it hurts, then stop. The old adage, no pain, no gain does not apply to yoga, especially if you have activity limitations. So if you're doing a back bend, arthritis patients should keep them really small and be aware not to hyperextend the neck, keeping their head in line with the rest of their spine like, like we do. For people that have arthritis of the hip, being very cautious of doing hip openers or poses with extreme external rotation of their hips. And if you notice pain, then you're probably going too far in the pose. And sometimes you don't really feel the effect that right then at that moment, but you may feel it the next day. If you're not real sure, especially if you're new to yoga, be gentle with your practice, especially at first. And I would even go as far as to say, and if you're an advanced yogi and you've been coming to yoga forever and you're like, well, I can always do pigeon pose this way, but you're starting to experience some kind of arthritis pain or osteoarthritis pain, then you may have to rethink how you do some poses, especially if your um, arthritis is flaring up. But just remember, no pain, no gain does not apply to anyone in yoga, but really listen to your your body and make sure you're stabilizing the joints that need to be stabilized like the knee and paying particular caution to your body. Yeah, 100%. I love the idea of, you know, recognizing the stabilizers as the most important piece to protecting the structure of any joint period. Mm -hmm. But like to, you know, solidify the comments about pain, like I struggle to kneel on my knees because of the surgery is in my knees. And so for me, you know, having cushions, props helps. 
I have an extra pad for under my knees. I have an extra pad for under my wrists. There is nothing wrong with supplementing your yoga in order to make it possible for you. Because Mm -hmm. if without the pad for my knees, I can't do a lot of poses. And so that's very limiting for me. So Mm -hmm. making it possible anyway is important, right? And you consider like you brought up hips and hip opening and, you know, backs, you bring up knees, right? Stabilizing the knee, but having a cushion for when you're kneeling just in cat cow or having a cushion for under your wrists. If you have dealt with carpal tunnel, you know, I know that you have gone through surgeries, the likes, the same for elbows and shoulders, like watching the mechanics of your push-ups, your chaturangas, and maybe the admission of doing them from your knees or not doing them at all is more self-preservation than it is anything to be embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. I have lists of oils because remember I double did notes and it's funny because the oils on the one many. page don't necessarily match the oils on the other page ironic yeah. as it is mm-hmm. so well. some of the oils that I wrote down specifically for discomfort more the peppermint and eucalyptus but then of course add in the importance of frankincense it's just an olive healer, but also lavender to calm and ease to slow the inflammation. But then with that slowing the inflammation comes grapefruit and ginger and lemongrass. Did you have others? Mm-hmm. I think you hit a lot of the ones I had. Bergamot and lavender for pain, ginger, citrus for your mood, vanilla for relaxation, green apple for headaches. But some of the things that if you're doing like an aromatherapy garden, some things that you may want to plant that can help, they're kind of multitaskers. So they smell great, but you can use them in your meals as well. But you could create an aromatherapy garden using basil, lavender, rosemary, and mint. Now mint though, I would put that in a pot because mint is very invasive and it will go crazy. (laughs) And then crystals. (laughs) I have a list of crystals. Do you have two lists of crystals? (laughs) <laughs> Actually, I don't. I only did crystals on the one hand. Okay. Haha, ha, do you like that? So crystals in general, selenite, clear quartz, citrine, anything actually that is a crystal you can see through. So yeah. any I've of I've got your, a lot of diff- different crystals than you have. Look at that. Any, any of the crystals that are opaque. So you can use smoky quartz, you can use golden quartz, you can use pink quartz. The others in terms of healers are any agates. So that would include moss agate again, but also rivers agate, the crazy lace agate. What have you got? Um, I have fluorite and it's an excellent crystal to start with if you're treating arthritis because it invites positivity and calm and helps to focus your mind and it helps to center your attention on healthy thoughts to overpower the feelings of some kind of, of different kinds of physical pain and blue appetite. It's, um, it's a crystal that we use for arthritis and it has 
a lot of the same mineral properties found in bones, teeth, and antlers. It's believed to help fortify your bones and promote cellular regeneration, and that kind of makes perfect sense. Hematite draws protective energy uh, within the aura to ward off negative emotions. Carnelian uh, helps attract vitality and warmth. Of course, that's you know sacral chakra, so we could probably go all the way up the chakra and pick one for everything for arthritis, but rose quartz is always good for just about anything because it's just all around healing to the body and mind and it links to the heart chakra and it helps us to lovingly connect and accept our bodies even with all the flaws the flaws and the strengths that we have and then one of my favorite stones is garnet and garnet and it is my birthstone but garnet is called the stone of health and it works wonders on joint pain and it attracts vitamins and minerals needed to fortify bones and spiritually garnet brings hope by balancing our emotions and amplifying the emotions that can best serve us in healing and it uh, this crystal for arthritis really illuminates our actions and our thoughts that don't uh, serve us so it helps us helps to inspire us to feed our positivity and our well-being and I like garnet and it's pretty I like garnet I like that you brought up hematite because it's all about balancing the polarities in the body which is just super good for us overall in terms of health and wellness period so I just Mm -hmm. love that that like just popped up into conversation because hematite's one of my new faves I think I mean it falls in the magnet family and I'm Mm -hmm. all about magnets right now and my I like my new ultra band for my watch that mm-hmm. when you pop it open, you see all the crystal oh, so wow. that you don't Where'd take you on. Where'd you get that? So that I, can, I can hook you up so oh, that you don't. Yeah. Okay, so, now we have to take a picture of it so I can tell our people. So that you don't take on the energy of the watch, which, you know, we always talk about try and keep your technology as far away from the body as possible. But, you know, you have a lot of people who are like, well, I can't live without my watch. And so here's a way where you can Mm -hmm. protect yourself from the watch. And they've made it such that when it's bracketed, the crystals itself doesn't take from it. So. Wow. I love that so much. Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's, it's one, it's not a cheap device, but it is very wise. Wow. And you know, here I am typing away crystal. I watch band. Oh, and see, I didn't come up with anything cool. All the stuff. No, it's not, it's not sold on Amazon. It's a, it's one of those things. (laughs) Anyway. Well, you know, I do have a couple of books on arthritis to share, you know, in our last episode, we talked about yoga as medicine uh, book by Timothy McCall. Yeah, it's just a good book all the way around. Uh, But also there is a book by Lauren Fishman, Yoga for Osteoporosis. It's it's a wonderful book. It's a good resource. It's been around for quite a while, but it's still a very good resource. And then I did not mention this in the past two episodes, but Yoga Therapy is a wonderful book also. And it gives you a lot of uh, this. The one I have is Yoga Therapy for Stress and Anxiety, which anytime you have uh, physical conditions, it causes a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah. Because oh, you want to sure. feel good. Yeah. And, you know, just in general, pain in the body is a stress response, period. Mm-hmm. So the two are so closely related for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so. take care of that arthritis 
What are you going to say, Tanya? Yeah. What's the tagline? <laughs> happy joints, happy life. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.